Welcome to Let's Set Your Table, the food service and hospitality podcast that brings you the experts, trending news, and product reviews from across the industry. So grab a chair with your hosts and join us as we set your table. Welcome all to Let's Set Your Table, and I'm John D. On episode one today, Nick and I are joined with an industry expert from Eco Products in the green space, and green is all they do. He'll be telling us about the state of green in 2021, the choices in green packaging while reviewing some of the basics and green terms, as well as explain commonly used industry jargon like biodegradable, compostable, and greenwashing. He also discusses zero waste, what it is, and does it make sense for your operation or group? And of course, what is the process to get started? If you ever thought about going green or you only dabble in the green space, then join us because it's all right here on the table today at Let's Set Your Table. This episode is brought to you by the Hody Group Chicago Showroom. Our Chicago showroom is 3,000 square feet right out of a food service operator's dream located in the historic Fulton Market District. Sample thousands of our food service products, tabletop to custom furniture to buffet equipment, takeout packaging, kitchen automation, disposables, front and back of house apparel. Schedule an appointment with one of our food service and tabletop professionals today at the Hody Group Chicago Showroom.com. You won't be disappointed. Also brought to you by the Hody Group for over 40 years. They've been bringing innovative and reliable brands of commercial food service and hospitality products to marketplace. Learn more about what they and we can do for your business at thehodygroup.com. Joining us now is our guest, Mr. Wayne Kokoritz. Wayne is a product and zero waste specialist with Eco Products out of Boulder, Colorado. Welcome, Wayne, to the show, and thanks for being with us today. Great to be here. Thanks a lot, John. Thanks, Nick. Nick and I are happy you're here. So, Wayne, tell us a little bit about Eco Products and, you know, what value does Eco Products bring to the culinary, hospitality, and food service industry, and and why Eco Products? John, great question. Thank you. Um, Eco Products is a leader in the industry for a couple of reasons. We've been around a long time. It's our 30-year anniversary. We've been providing sustainable solutions for the food service industry in terms of packaging. We've got recycled content, certified compostable products as well. But we go a little bit beyond that as well with providing marketing services and waste audit help uh, and and a lot of behind-the-scenes work uh, that can really turbocharge somebody's operation and get them to meet and reach their sustainability goals. You know, I hear that, uh, Wayne, that that you've got a really unique and cool background. Somebody mentioned to me that you, sir, uh, were in the waste hauling business previously in the South. Is that true? John, that is true. And (laughs) let me tell you a little bit how that started. I have been in the hospitality business, uh, really more a back of house as a operations manager, director of engineering. And I was uh, working at a property in South Carolina where I was in charge of you know, recycling and waste and all these other issues. And uh, we were presented with an opportunity by our uh, local county officials to participate in a pilot program to compost all of our pre and post consumer food waste. And so the caveat to that was that we had to haul it ourselves. 
and it was about a 45 minute trip one way to the facility. So a couple times a week, we'd take these giant 96 gallon recycling containers filled with food waste and haul them up and tip them off the back of a box truck. And it was one of my trips back from that facility where I started to think, I was like, man, there has got to be a better way to do this. <laughs> and so I started to research it, started looking into it. And not only did I come up with the idea that there was a better way to do it, um, but that there's actually a business opportunity here as well. So uh, about six months later, I left uh, that position as a, as a director of engineering and uh, began and started my own food waste hauling business. And, and uh, cool. from there, worked six and a half years in, the, in that market and built the business. And that was also then my introduction into eco products and compostable products as well. That's a really cool story, Wayne. And I mean, most people, you know, we sit down with you and that was like, it was like, man, Wayne, you have a such unique story, but <laughs> it really kind of, it led you into your role in EcoProducts, which is so pivotal or pivotal. So your title as a uh, product and zero waste specialist, what exactly does that entail? What do you do on a day-to-day -day basis? Nick, good question. Thank you. Yeah, what, what I'm really trying to do is is I'm trying to advocate, educate, and facilitate. And what I mean by that is I am trying to connect operators with our hauler and composter community. Our products need to uh, get to see that final uh, solution in the compost pile, right? Because if our stuff's in the landfill, it's that's no good. So my job is to educate people on the right product mix, uh, to educate them uh, on you know pre-source uh, uh, sorting so that we don't uh, have contamination in the in the loads that are going to the haulers facilitating these connections and then uh, just overall talking about waste audits and waste analysis and understanding marketing services that we can provide. So everything other than getting you a price on the product, that's what I'm all about. I'm all about the, the actual disposal of it uh, and the science behind it. So Wayne, how do you interface, you know, with the industrial commercial operator today and what you do? So we can provide a variety of, of help to that operator. Uh, if, if an operator is just coming into this uh, with very little uh, experience or knowledge, uh, let's just start with the basics and talk about what a program is and, you know, sort of what the right product mix could be. Uh, there are some operators who don't have commercial composting available to them in their area. So then we just, let's start asking a couple of questions. What makes the most sense? Should we be looking for uh, recycled content in your product versus a renewable compostable solution since you know we know what the end of life is gonna be? Uh, if there is commercial composting access available, let's, let's identify where that is, who the haulers are and make those connections as well. So uh, that's one thing I can do. Another thing is, is if you're a little bit more advanced in where you're at, let's go and conduct a waste audit. What's a waste audit? Well, that's just taking a, a segment of, of the waste stream at any particular point in the day. Let's collect it for two hours. Let's bring it outside, uh, dump it all out on a, on a tarp, and let's pick through it and find out what's recyclable, what's landfill, what's compostable, and let's weigh those and get some percentages as a, as a typical day. Uh, in that operator. So uh, we can do that. We can help with building out some marketing materials. Maybe you need a little help mm -hmm. with some bin signage or tabletop mm -hmm. uh, cards to help educate your consumers or employees. So 
there's a lot of different things that we can do to interface. Um, so that really I want everybody to understand that it is more than just the cup, right? It is all about everything that goes into the cup and how do we get the cup out of your facility? Let's get right into some, before we get way ahead of ourselves here, let, let's go through some basics and let's talk about words that are thrown out in the industry all over the place, Wayne. Uh, you know, we hear all sorts of words. So let's try to define for the operator listening, uh, going back to, to the basics on that. You know, what is green? I mean, you've talked already a lot about this, but what defines green? That's a, that's a loaded question, John. You're setting me up here. So green can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. And one of the things that I really try to do is, uh, is stick to known concepts, provable, verifiable, certified sort of concepts that we can, we can certainly prove out. There is, you know, to, let's maybe define green by saying what green isn't, right? So there's a lot of green washing. That's another term that we hear. There's a lot of dubious claims in the industry from... Uh, from companies that want to capture or take advantage of people's uh, desire to be more sustainable. Uh, and that's what greenwashing is, is when, when you're taking a foam cup and you add a little bit of plant material to it and you say, now this is a biodegradable cup. You know, so what we do or what I do is, is let's be honest. Let's have an honest conversation about packaging, what it can and cannot do, some of its limitations. Um, and so, you know, the, the best relationships are built on trust and verification. And so that is the, the tenant of, of how we have always operated as a company, that we are not here to just sell you something under the guise of green. I often tell operators that whatever color green you want to be on that spectrum, light green, dark green, we'll help you get there right? Like it, this isn't all about getting everybody to be dark green. And so let's take it step by step. Let's move at your, at your pace and what you're comfortable with, but let's, let's shift you over onto that spectrum. Let's get you there. And so it can mean a lot of different things. And one other thing I'd like to say about green too, is we also, you got to think about green in terms of business, in terms of profitability and, and money. That's also green. And so the two, the, the two have to work together. And so you can't spend all your money on sustainable solutions if, if in the end that reduces your profitability. We've got to be able to bring the two together. Those are some other strategies as having been in the industry as a hauler, having been in the industry as an operator, understanding all of those things. How do we bring those together? Yeah, that's, that's a really important point, Wayne. And um, I think a lot of our listeners are encouraged to hear some of these conversations come up because they might feel overwhelmed at times, especially, you know, they have the interest, they want to do what's right by the environment and by the, you know, by the industry and how trends are going. But um, there's some really good points made there. Um, I know we'll get into that a little bit later on when we talk more about the uh, features and benefits that Eco Products provides. But one of the most common questions I get when I go on a sales call with a distributor is the basic question that either the distributor rep sometimes confuses or even the operator, but biodegradable versus compostable. And I feel oh, like yeah. that really needs to be defined. And Eco Products does such a great job of educating and um, I think that's an important thing we need to define for our listeners. Yeah, great. Yeah. Let me take a stab at it. Um, you could probably talk to, to 10 folks and get 10, you know, answers, but let me take a stab at it in a way that hopefully is meaningful to, to this audience. Biodegradability is, is sort of a scientific term that talks about 
microbial, you know, uh, degradation of, of a particular object. And so compostability, and I'm, I'm going to come back to it. I'm going to start there with a little bit on that, on what biodegradable is. Compostability is a subset of biodegradable, right? So we have common items that deteriorate. So they, they, they biodegrade and they disintegrate at a, at a particular rate that we know. And that could be, um, you know, food scraps, uh, you know, vegetative waste, things like that. So there's, there's, a, there's a pattern. In order to be compostable, you have to get full disintegration and biodegradation in that same time frame as those food scraps. So to say something is biodegradable doesn't really mean anything because ultimately pretty much everything known to man is biodegradable. At some point in time, it will break down and the microbes will get to it and, and break it down. That doesn't mean anything to a composter. So, so anytime you see biodegradable on packaging, it simply means that that manufacturer was not able to meet standards of compostability. And that could be toxicity levels, that could be full disintegration. Uh, there's a lot of things that would preclude them from getting to compostability. And so, so it, hopefully that helps explain it a little bit is that biodegradable is just a general term that we throw out there. It really can apply to a lot of different materials, but compostable has a subset, which means that under certain time and temperature conditions, it has to disintegrate and biodegrade along this pretty much at the same rate as other known uh, materials as well. Sure. It, it, and hang on one second, Nick. There's a lot of confusion when it comes to that, which I hope in some of our future episodes, we can dive a little bit deeper into composting and, and its benefits. And I, and I think it's important really quick, and then we can move on to our next topic because I, I don't want to hold this up. But I think it's important to, Wayne, can you explain, because I've actually had operators talk to me about this, uh, backyard composting that we have at our homes that we we add to the pile based on you know what we rip up in our garden or anything like our food scraps and eggshells we throw out there versus commercial composting where um, for eco products uh, all of our you know materials that we rep they have to go through this process and it's much more involved um, so just sharing the difference with our listeners to bring them down the path of, you know, you might not be able to go outside the back of your restaurant and start a composting bin uh, and throw, you know, the eco products packaging in there. This has to go through a certain process. Maybe just touch on that. Very, it's a commercial very, very process. Briefly. Right. Yes. Uh, good, good question. Um, and so I'll follow that. I'll start this conversation with a question. And that is people say, can I put this in my backyard compost? Now, my response is, you could, but I have I cannot guarantee whether or not it will actually biodegrade and disintegrate as as it should. And that's because backyard composting is not regulated. And there are no set standards for how to do backyard composting. Go on the internet, Google backyard composting, and you'll probably see 10 different images of, you know, different in-vessel barrels that you can turn or Bukashi or, you know, three pallet bin systems. There's a ton of different ways to do it. And then also, you know, you have really, you know, uh, fantastic backyard composters who are out there, you know, turning their piles regularly and making sure their moisture content is high, all those things. I'm a lazy composter at home. I go back, I throw it in the pile, I turn it every now and then, and things will slowly start to break down and I probably get a squash plant growing out of there too, right? So that's that's why home composting has such uh, sort of variable outcomes. When we talk about compostable products and certified industrial composting, what we're really talking about is a managed manufacturing process 
where you bring in different feedstocks. Uh, and so by feedstocks, you've got to have carbon, you've got to have nitrogen. This could be everything from horse bedding to leaf and yard waste to, you know, it could be uh, obviously the post-consumer food waste and compostable products are a mix in that. So when you bring all of that together, uh, if you're talking with meat, bone, and dairy, which you can do in industrial composting, you're also talking about pathogens. And so the key numbers to remember in a, an industrial composting facility is 131 degrees, and that represents pasteurization. This is when all of our uh, bad pathogens are going to get killed, our E. coli, our listeria. We want to drive that number up through 145 degrees. That's where most of our weed seeds are going to get killed off. And then we want to get that, that pile up into that 150 to 160 degree range. And we've got to do this over multiple days. And it's a, it's, and, you know, for a future episode, we can dig into the, into the, into the depths of PFRP, which is the process to further reduce pathogens. But there is, there's set standards in which you need to treat and actively uh, aerate and mix your compost so that at the end of the process, you have a mature, stable, uh, and non-toxic uh, material. I, I think to keep it very high level today, you know, one of the questions I was going to ask is, you know, what's the difference between, or let's discuss renewable and sustainable. But I think as we've kind of dialogued here, one of the things that I thought of is, Let's mention to our listening audience the substrates or the materials that is produced uh, that are compostable and certified compostable through eco products. The first one is sugarcane or bagasse. The second is PLA or polylactic acid. Uh, did I miss any of those? Um, there's some. There's other commonly sort of accepted items. You know, wood stir sticks or napkins, and you know, those are those are some uh, general basics. But uh, other substrates that you may see in the marketplace are bamboo mixes as well, where you're you're bringing some of that in. Um, but but by and large, the the two big ones that we talk about and see as the most common are the bagasse, sugarcane, uh, and PLA. So let's talk about renewable and sustainable. We just discussed several of those substrates. Would that would they fall under that category? They would. Uh, renewable, obviously, meaning that we can continue to generate them over and over and over again versus a petroleum byproduct, which is sort of one and done. Once you extract it, it's done. You can't grow more oil, right? So, <laughs> uh, but you can definitely grow more uh, sugar cane and grow more bamboo. Um, another word that we talk about, especially when we're talking about uh, sugar cane or bagasse is uh, reclaimed. So reclaimed simply means it is a material that is recovered from another byproduct of a, of a process. And in this particular case, it's bagasse, which is that byproduct of the refining of the sugar cane. So once that process is done and you're left with a giant pile of stocky, woody, fibrous material, we take that, we grind it up into a slurry, and then we can press it into all of the different plates and, and clamshells that so many of our operators are familiar with. What is zero waste, Wayne? And how would an operator know if zero waste and green would be right for them? John, another great question. Zero waste is a term that uh, also gets sort of bandied about quite a bit. And there is a, a hard definition for what zero waste is. And that is a diversion rate that is 90% or greater. Um, and by diversion, we're saying not going to landfill. Sending waste to an incinerator 
is not considered zero waste, right? Just because you're you're burning your waste stream, you're burning it. Yeah. yeah, that that's not a that's that's not in that official definition of zero waste. And so, what we're really trying to do is find alternative uh, outcomes for the materials that are used in our uh, in in our places of business, right? So, mm-hmm. if it's kitchens and cafeterias, whatever it is, what and and think of all the traditional ways that that you try to get there through recycling of of cans and bottles. Models, um, different plastics and paper and cardboard, all the sort of traditional measures. The problem that you find when you get into food service operators is that such a large percentage of their waste stream is actually organic material that can be composted. And so if you're going to try to get to that actual zero waste goal, and even if you don't get to the 90%, let's say you're at 45% diversion now through those traditional recycling, and you want to grow that, you're going to have to introduce some sort of organics recovery program. That can take a lot of shapes. Back a house, it can be front of house, it can be the use of compostable packaging to drive those numbers up. Um, and so some folks want to jump right in. They want to, let's say, let's we're going to do this and we're going to go from zero to 60 like that and plow right ahead. Others are going to take a more staggered approach to it um, based on a lot of different factors, uh, cost being one of them, um, and also you know availability of industrial scale composter. There are some places that have composters that may not take packaging, but they will take the food waste. And so you've got to sort of figure out along the way what you can do. So how, if I'm an operator listening, how do I know it's right for me? I mean, is it this, I mean, obviously with our experience working together, this has to be pretty much a corporate uh, directive or uh, the organization has to want to go in this, uh, this direction. But how does that operator listening right now say, you know, this is right for me? You know, I've heard, and I believe Wayne, this is a competitive differentiator for a lot of organizations that choose to stand up for the environment, stand up to go green. Absolutely. I think there's a couple of ways to, to think about this in a, in a different paradigm in that uh, often if, if you're an operator and you're trying to do some sort of market differentiation between yourself and somebody else, um, what you want to do is create some differences. And one of the differences could be is that you are not only purchasing and using compostable products within your operation, but then you're also taking that extra step and making sure that they are composted correctly. What that does is it keeps the waste local and in the community, and it keeps those resources in the community as well in terms of creating a, a healthy, you know, sort of nutrient-rich soil amendment that we call compost. You keep that in the community, you put it right back into the farms and the gardens, onto the onto the parks and into roadway projects. There's a lot of great things, right? So so market differentiation, use it as that. Think of this as advertising dollars, right? Think of this as that additional spend. And so when you're putting out a blog post, you're putting out a, a TikTok or a Twitter feed or an Instagram or whatever, like any, whatever that social media that you're using, you've got some content and stories and sort of human level interests that bring people in and, and make them understand that what you're doing is impactful. It is making a difference uh, and can certainly drive eyeballs and dollars into your business. Wayne, what drives your passion every day? You are obviously a very passionate man about what you do. What drives you, man? What gets you, what trips your trigger? <laughs> well, we got we got one shot at this, right? Like it's you know I, we don't get any agree, we don't get yeah. any more. We got the one shot, and so you know you can wake up in the morning and you got a choice to make. You got a decision. How do I, what do I want to do today? Do I want to be negative? Do I want to be positive? Right. Absolutely. There's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff floating around in the ether that can 
and really it's constantly hitting you and attacking you and try to bring you down. Um, I just make a conscious decision every day to, to go at it, attack the day with vigor and passion. You know, yep, it's it, it's going to be small incremental change that I can make, but if all we're all pulling the wagon in the same direction, we can really do a lot. So um, I, I would just say it's a, just an overall general, uh, you know, sort of care of my community and, uh, and, you know, the dignity of man. Absolutely. There's some great points, Wayne. And, you know, your passion, uh, I believe echoes to the majority of eco products as a whole and all the employees and, uh, field personnel that help us out so much. So I think that leads me into, it really is. And I think that that leads me into another question where there's a lot of options out there. Um, there's other companies, there's other quote unquote green companies and um, compostable product companies. What's the different differentiator for eco products? And are all companies created equal when we talk about green products? What makes eco products so much different? Well, it's in our tagline: "Green is all we do." And and what what that <laughs> signifies is uh, this is the space. We are not just a packaging company that deals in a line of green products. Um, as noted, we are either recycled content or compostable substrates. Um, that's what we're focused on. And it's, you know, our competitors, some of them, look, there's there's a lot of competitors in this space. Some of them are, are legit and worthy uh, competitors. And we like that. And then there's others that are uh, a little bit more disingenuous and they will, you know, sell a foam cup and, uh, and a PET cup and they'll have a line of a few compostable products as well. The challenge gets is when those substrates start to get mixed and mingled a little bit and um, you've got to make sure that uh, the operator understands uh, what can and cannot be recycled. Um, we often talk about food contact uh, recyclers don't want food contaminated plastics and composters don't want non-compostable plastics. So we've got a really uh, interesting little slice, a little niche right in here where you get food contaminated packaging. Mm-hmm. And if you can take the food, the fork and the plate and all put it into one bin, that is now when you get a real easy end of life solution. And so what Eco Products does is works with the operator to facilitate that. Uh, it's everything from the beginning. It's got to have a system solution. You start with procurement, making sure that it's the right bundle. Right. Then you then you train your staff and your employees. You train your custodial and janitorial staff to understand and quickly identify visually of whether something is a contaminant or not. You work with your hauler so that they understand as well what you're doing and which products you're using. And that carries all the way through down to the composter so that when a load gets tipped in their facility, they've got the confidence knowing that when it came from you, that everything in there is compostable and it's not going to harm their system. Yeah. And and Wayne, I got to give just a quick little testimonial. Um, and from us to the Hody group, I believe, and I tell operators this all the time, one of the biggest differentiators differentiators between you and other companies and eco products is really comes down to the marketing offering that you guys offer being, you know, having that background, we know how much expense and, mm-hmm. you know, comes with that in the team. You guys have a great creative team. So telling that message and helping an operator tell their message, whether it's tabletop placards or posters or on um, the branding message or putting something on their website, you guys invest really heavily. And I believe that that's something that no other company out there does in 
the green packaging industry. So investing the hundreds, if not potentially thousands of dollars and lots of man hours in an, an operator, just because you want their customers to know that message yeah. really speaks volumes. And I tell people that all the time. And I think that's just a huge point to be made that no one else does that. I, I at least yeah. we haven't come across anybody else. And that's why we rep you guys. So, so proud to represent the brand and you guys are all just a cut above the rest, you know, your passion, your desire to, you know, win the battle every day and go out and fight the fight. I mean, we, we just respect that and we just enjoy it so much. So if I'm an operator, Wayne, listening and asking myself right now, is a zero waste initiative right for me? You know, what products do I need and who should I talk to and where do I get started? And can I afford this? Right. No, absolutely, John. Great question. And it starts right at the table that we're sitting at right now. The, you know, there are years of industry experience around here. Um, we have everything from, you know, waste hauling and uh, all the way to, you know, uh, restaurant operations. Everybody's got uh, a lot of experience here. This this team right now is, is great uh, and can really help people um, ask the right questions. This is not a one-size-fits-all opportunity. Everything has to be looked at uh, very specific to your operation. You know, one of the things that we're going to do, again, this all goes back to the question of honesty. If you've got opportunities to use durables and washables, reusables, number one, go for that. Like that is going to be the highest and best use of resources. If you're in a situation where that is not uh, something that uh, can be done, then let's look at what the disposable options are. And is that, uh, is that bringing in a recycled content product? Because you know, at the end, it's not going to be composted. And then we can look at a fully compostable solution as well. And that's where we can tie you into the needed resources in the community to make sure you've got a hauler and a processor that can do it. So um, the cost, again, let's, let's, that's, that's always the, a wild card in any of this, but we look at it as a more holistic approach is that if you're going to be diverting more waste into the compost bin, that means your trash and landfill bin doesn't need to be nearly as big and it's not going it, to, it doesn't need to be hauled away as often by doing that again, you know, the, typically the stuff that you've got in your, in your landfill or garbage can that starts to, you know, cause odors and whatnot is is your food waste and, and so if if your trash now just becomes dry waste and styrofoam and gloves and food wrap like that doesn't really begin to stink so you can minimize your waste hauls all of those things can affect your dollars being spent over there while you divert them over to a uh, zero waste program well said well said well we're gonna have to wrap up today because we could talk hours more on this and uh Wayne, we want to thank you so much for joining us here um and you know you, you threw it all on the table and appreciate that there's going to be more and we'd love to have you back uh when you can for those operators listening right now if you want to get a hold of us you're going to find our contact information in the show notes uh, here under our podcast, contact information to Wayne Kokoritz, product and zero waste specialist at Eco Products. You can find Nick and myself from the Hody Group or any one of our team members that would be happy to consult with you on any of these topics or others. Please join us again for another episode of Let's Set Your Table. If you would like more information, samples, or would like to consult with the Hody Group, visit thehodygroup.com. That's H-O-D-E group.com.